Blog Talk Radio. Show. I'm so glad you've joined us because we have a great show for you today. I'm Marie Hewlett, and as always, I'm joined by my handsome hubby, Jeffrey Isbell. I always join her. <laughs> okay, no comment. And my beautiful and talented daughter, Ariana Isbell. Hey, also no comment. <laughs> Who also happens to be our pet place vegan chef. I'm not sure if we've completely recovered yet from our three-day broadcast from Pet Expo last weekend. In fact, I think we still have part of our portable recording booth in the car still. Yeah, I just figured I'd leave it there uh, till next year. (laughs) What's the matter, Mom? You don't want to use your car as storage? Mm, Well, you know, it doesn't look like storage. It looks like a war zone inside my car right now. But you know what? That reminds me of what we'll be talking about on the show today. We're going to have a war? Well, sort of. We're going to be discussing World War Flea. World War Three. Flea with Michael Varma. Is that a new flea shampoo or something? I know why you might think that. Actually, it's a fun new game. I only know a few details about it, but we'll find out more shortly when we hear from Michael. Oh, cool. You know I'm a gamer. (laughs) Well, yeah, but is Ari still going to have time for her cooking segment? You know how I feel about food. Yeah, I know. No, she'll be able to do it. And all the other segments, too, will do, like your favorite. Oh, can I say it? (laughs) Go Go for for it. it. (laughs) It, it, Now? Yeah. It's time for Animals in the News. Awesome. And here is our first story. For many of us involved in animal welfare, May has always been associated with kindness. In fact, millions of people around the country have joined the American Humane Association in celebrating its Be Kind to Animals Week, which is this week. May 7th through 13th. It's the oldest commemorative week in U.S. history and the nation's longest-running, most successful humane education campaign. To build a new generation of animal advocates, American Humane is challenging one million people this year to take the Kindness Pledge at www.kindness100.org to protect and better the lives of animals, including 10 billion farm animals, 6 to 8 million animals abandoned each year, the more than 100,000 animal actors who entertain, educate, and charm us in film and television, and many of the endangered and disappearing species of the world. To celebrate Be Kind to Animals Week, take the pledge, Find ideas and curricula designed to build empathy in children and learn more about how you can support American Humane's work to help animals. Please visit www.kindness100.org. Of course, all of us here at the Pet Place think that we should remember kindness all year long, but gentle reminders are always good. 
Marie, is that uh, kindness 100 the word or the numbers? Kindness is the word. 100 is the numbers. So kindness100.org. Oh, thank you. Unfortunately, I don't think the airlines have figured out what kindness to animals means, as evidenced by this story. Uh-oh. Late last month, a giant 10-month-old rabbit, which could have grown to a record-setting size, was found dead after traveling on a United Airlines flight from the United Kingdom to Chicago O'Hare International Airport. Aww. Simon, a male continental giant rabbit, was the son of a Guinness record holder for the longest rabbit. Simon was on his way to a new home in the United States and had been declared in good physical condition and fit to travel by a veterinarian the day he left. However, Simon died when he had to be transferred from one flight to another and stored temporarily at a pet holding facility. According to his owner, Simon and other large breed rabbits have to be handled much more like dogs. You have to have the right facilities for them, and Mm -hmm. you can't just put them into a rabbit hutch. This is just such a sad story, but also a good reminder for pet place listeners to always do a lot of research before you do any air travel with your pets. You know, sometimes I think that... uh the problem isn't with the policies they do or don't have or the knowledge that they um, institutionally have. I think it's that animals aren't valued as highly as we'd like them to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody's not paying attention, maybe. Well, not all cruelty cases on airlines are related to the airlines themselves. A Fountain Valley man was arrested Tuesday after allegedly attempting to smuggle dozens of exotic birds into the United States from Vietnam. Federal agents discovered a total of 93 birds, 50 live and 43 already dead, hidden in his suitcase when he arrived at LAX on a flight from Vietnam. The birds were taken into protective care, but were so sick, only eight survived. The man, identified only as a U.S. citizen who resides in Fountain Valley, was arrested after some of the birds were found to be protected endangered species. He's been charged with smuggling goods into the U.S., a felony that carries a maximum penalty of 20 years in prison. Smuggling goods? He should have been charged with murder. It gets me so mad when I see how humans almost always devalue the lives of other sentient beings, especially such psychologically delicate creatures like birds. This is really upsetting. But we all have to do our best and try to do what we can to help the animals in our world that are being victimized, which is why we have this show, and it's why I do my segment about vegan cooking, which is cruelty-free. And, you know, that's something we get used to hearing, but that's really the emphasis of what I'm trying to do. So let's transition over to that a little bit. Uh, let's calm down and go into <laughs> breathe, the kitchen. Breathe, Ari, breathe. <laughs> so I do have a great recipe for you listeners today. We will be making taco salad. So this recipe is for anyone who wants to make something delicious, but also quick and easy. It's a great meal during the warmer months of the year, especially when you don't want a hot plate of food. You'll need half a bag of Morningstar Farms Griller Crumbles, You can get this product at most mainstream markets in the freezer section. 
It's like a ground beef substitute, and it is really great in every recipe where ground beef is called for. I use it in all sorts of things. It always works really well. So in a medium skillet, heat up two tablespoons of olive oil, then add the crumbles and saute until golden brown. Add two tablespoons of water and two tablespoons of taco seasoning, which you can either make yourself using a tablespoon of chili powder, a quarter teaspoon garlic powder, a quarter teaspoon onion powder, a quarter teaspoon crushed red pepper flakes, a quarter teaspoon dried oregano, half a teaspoon paprika, one and a quarter teaspoon ground cumin, one teaspoon sea salt, one teaspoon black pepper, or just purchase an envelope of pre-made taco seasoning. (laughs) There you go. That's what I'll do. Yes. (laughs) It's up to you. I recommend the pre-made. It tastes the same. (laughs) <laughs> so you you heat up the crumbles you stir in all the seasonings until it's nice and mixed let it simmer for a minute or two and then turn off the heat because remember this is going to be a cool dish now wash up the leaves of a large head of romaine lettuce and tear them up into a large serving bowl next slice up tomatoes avocados and sweet peppers if you want to and toss them into the bowl with the lettuce If you enjoy corn in your salad, you can add in some canned corn to your taste and slice and dice a medium red onion and mix it in with the rest of the salad. You can also grate in some vegan cheese like Daya, although I think that actually comes pre-grated, which is really convenient. And it's up to you how much you want. And then finally, for the finishing touch that really makes it a taco salad, um, crumble up some tortilla chips or any kind of flavored chip and stir them in with the rest of the salad. And this gives it that nice crunch. So once the ingredients are all in the bowl, toss it with Italian dressing or Mexican Caesar dressing and serve. It is really delicious. And in fact, that's what we had to <laughs> for dinner tonight. <laughs> yeah, and it was great. Thanks for making that, Ari. Was, oh, sure. It was really good. What kind of cheese did you mention in that recipe? Uh, Daya vegan cheese, and they have both mozzarella and cheddar. And it's not made from cows. Not made from cows or products of cows. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Okay, you got got me. But, yeah, so that's just another example of how no animals are ever harmed in Ari's kitchen. That's right. When we have chicken for dinner, that means a pet chicken is sitting on our lap and sharing what's for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) And hey, our Pet Place phone is ringing. It's Michael Varma. Hi, Michael. How are you? I am doing quite well. How are you doing, Marie? I'm doing really well, too. I am so glad that you were able to join us today on the Pet Place radio show because I have been watching some posts that you've been making online about a really fun game called World War Flea? Is that it? (laughs) That is correct. World War Flea. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I definitely would like to impose a war on all the fleas around my house. My poor little animals are really suffering. Oh, no. That that is not any fun. We have two uh, indoor cats, and uh, in fact, they're laying on my office floor right now on their backs and, and not a care in the world. Aww, so no no fleas cool. for them. Hopefully <laughs> yours will tackle the fleas and win the war. <laughs> I wish. But your game is actually more fun, so why don't you tell me about it? Okay. World War Flea is a, a new Fast and Fun card game 
where cats and dogs join forces to defeat an army of evil fleas. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool. <laughs> and we're, we're going back to an old traditional card game. So it's time to put down the cell phones and the apps and just play a card game where it's with family or friends, your kids or just adults get to play and have fun playing a card game. It's kind of like a cross between like Gin Rummy or Uno or Crazy Eights. It just has a a few fun rules with it. And you're looking at pictures of dogs and cats and a couple fleas. (laughs) So you mentioned Uno. I'm assuming then that your kids can join in the game. What, What would you say the youngest player would be? Oh, great question. Right now, the youngest person we've actually tested with is four years old. We've gone as young as four and as old as 94. (laughs) And everybody enjoys the game. It is... Mm -hmm. Some people like it because it's uh, it's mindless action. You're just playing and you just follow the rules. And some people are just so into the strategy of winning. And uh, we've had a lot of fun with the game. We've been playing it for the last couple of years, almost two years, and finally put it together and launched it on Kickstarter so we can get funding to get more people to play the game as well. What made you decide to create this game? What What's the impetus? Well, my good friend Craig Strickland, he's in my writer's group, writer's group. He writes mystery novels, and so do I. And we get together once a month to play games. And there's a core group of us, about six or eight of us, that rotate in and out, and we'll go to different people's houses and have dinner and play some type of game. We'll try new games out. Well, after my birthday a couple of years ago, he emailed me and said, you know, I think we need to put our, our brain power towards a game, something that we can do for our families. And Craig has a grandson that he likes to play games with. So mm-hmm. that was kind of the, the impetus to get us started, and I picked it up. I've published and created about a dozen books and games already, and this is wow. or actually 11. This, so this is number 12. This is my, my even dozen. Now, are you both animal lovers? We are both animal lovers. Um, Craig and his wife, Ruth, are in between pets right now. So he comes oh, by. Oh, I, I can fix that. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of pets who need a good home. <laughs> I've been trying to fix that for a while. He's like, well, you know, he's saying as soon as he retires, he retires in about a year or so. He goes, then we'll have more time. It wouldn't be fair to our, our pets right now. So okay. I'm holding him to that. Until then, okay. he comes by to our house, and he um, gets his cat fixed with our, our little cats named Ginger <laughs> and Marianne. Oh, going to Gilligan's Island. <laughs> yes, and I'm so glad you get that, because I, we had, we unfortunately had to go to the vet the other day, and um, it was a new vet, and they had never heard of you know Ginger and Marianne, and they oh, just have man. no clue. <laughs> They don't understand the Gilligan's Island reference. and <laughs> I, I guess we're getting old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hate to say it. Hey, I think we're digressing, though. Let's get back to your game. Tell me what's unique about this pet-powered game. Oh, great question. Well, I think that the there's a couple unique features about it. The first one is that the early backers of our Kickstarter campaign can have their dog or their cat on one of the cards. Wow. And How do you do that? Well, they, they go to the Kickstarter campaign, which is worldwarfeet.com, and mm-hmm. they select the pledge, which they can go ahead and say, I want my dog on a card or I want my cat on a card. 
or mm-hmm. you have, if you have one of each, you can do a combo card and put ah. your, both your dog and cat on the card. Wow. Or if, you, or if you like my brother who has lots of cats, he has five cats, he said, can I put all five on a card? Said, Absolutely. We will work with you to figure out how to get the best picture on the card. Very cool. <laughs> so then your pet could ideally be a hero of the game of World War Fleet. I love that. <laughs> Tell me about the strategies. Well, the strategies, we had to come up with something new. We went through a lot of different card games and strategies to figure out if when you're making a card game, it's a trick to make it not too hard and not too easy. If it's too hard, mm-hmm. nobody will play it. If it's too right. easy, nobody will play it. <laughs> so you have to find that a comfortable spot right in between. And that's why it mm-hmm. took us uh, two years to come up with this, to find that right balance of risk and reward. So okay. it is to the point, the strategy or the, the key strategy is you could be in last place, and then the very next round you could win the entire game. Wow. <laughs> so it, it just I think we have a total of there's six basic rules, and I won't go through them on the, uh, on the interview because that would be boring, but there are six basic <laughs> rules that you follow, and mm-hmm. if you apply the right strategy, you win the game. About how long does it take to complete a round or finish the game? Oh, okay. let's say I'm I'm uh, on my lunch break with my coworkers and I want to play. Will I have time? I think so. The each game we again we've tested this and we've played more than two thousand games of, of World War Fleet, and they average between three to five rounds, and you'll be done mm-hmm. in about fifteen minutes. Oh, awesome! The whole goal is to be the first person to reach a hundred points, okay. and if you want to play longer, well, then you say, oh, I'm going to reach, first one to reach 200 points or 300 points. Or if you want to play an accelerated game, first person to play uh, to get to 50 points. That would take about okay. two or three rounds. And if you wanted to do a marathon where everybody threw in a few bucks at every round, <laughs> and then at the end you can take that pot and donate it to your favorite rescue or shelter. <laughs> I like that. I like that. You know, we, I have a couple friends that I've, as soon as this game is produced, you have to stop playing Bunko and you have to play World War Flea. And then once you raise that money, then you can donate it to your charity. We, we can set up a rotating charity. I can see it now. <laughs> each month, we'll, we'll, we'll pick a different charity each month. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. As long as they're animal related, I have to insist on that. <laughs> I like that idea. Hey, um, what has been the most rewarding experience with World War Flea? Well, there have been several different rewarding experiences. The first one that comes to mind is is working with Craig. I've been very fortunate with brainstorming with Craig and working with him. We mesh well together. It's nice when you find a partner. It's like when you, you find your, your a spouse, um, husband or wife, and you, you communicate well. In this case, it's a creative endeavor, and it's easy to be in a spot where you have an idea and somebody shoots it down, and you give another idea and they shoot it down. In this case, Mm, Craig has been a lot of fun to work with. Then, Mm -hmm. oh, that's good. Now, what if we take it to the next level, or if we did this and um, tried another angle? So that's been fun. And then just we complement each other on the business side, too. I'm very business-oriented, and he is uh, very creative. Beyond that, I think the rewarding experiences, all the stories that we hear about the dogs or cats, uh, 
people just they love their pets and say, okay, I want to put my dog on the card, and or if I've got two car, uh, two dogs, which one do I put on? So we'll get two cards and put two two dogs on, <laughs> or one card put and them I, together, playing together. And I bet a lot of them have told you stories about how they've rescued their pets. Actually, they have. That is one of my favorite things. That we've always rescued pets in, in our home. Uh, my sister who lives in Hawaii, she goes down to their shelters. And it's almost like um, every six months she goes there, um, cats in Hawaii, and then uh, she has indoor-outdoor cats, and then they're just doing great, and then they get adopted by another family down the street. So wow. <laughs> it's like every six months she brings, she's known as the, the cat lady. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> but a good cat lady, not one that has 500 cats in her house. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we have to so, come up with it. You know, everybody has the this um, a bad image of the crazy cat lady, but it, it could be a crazy good cat lady. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. <laughs> if you could tell our listeners something right now, what would you tell them? What advice do you have for our listeners? Advice for my for your listeners. Well, I've got a, several different things that I could suggest, and that, the first one is just celebrate your pets. And because your pets Absolutely. will give you unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And I look at my, my cats, they always give me unconditional, well, on their own time, they give me their <laughs> unconditional love. <laughs> when they feel like yeah. it. <laughs> I would celebrate them and, and learn from them because, it, again, I just look at that unconditional love, and I'll be a little broken record on that. They just give that love. And it's like, oh, I know you feed me, but I still love you. And then yeah. if you emulate your pets and you provide unconditional love to your fellow human beings and in just in your corner of the world start with a family then friends and your corner of the world will just be simply wonderful that is great advice we are just about out of time for our little chat here michael if somebody was interested in finding out more let's give out that website you mentioned earlier one more time certainly it is worldwarflea.com WorldWarFlea.com. Yes, and one of the nice things about WorldWarFlea.com, since it's a unique name, it comes up number one in Google or Bing or Yahoo. That's nice. Whatever your search engine is, (laughs) it is number one consistently. And we still have room. We have a limited number of cards that we can customize your dog or cat on those cards. You can pledge now, and then as Mm -hmm. soon as the game fully funds, which will end May 31st, then... Mm -hmm. We'll contact you, and we will go through the whole picture process. Very cool. Well, thank you, Michael, and it was great talking with you today. World War Flea sounds like a great game, especially for camping when there's no TV or electricity. That's a great idea. I love playing card games when we go camping. Hey, do you remember the first camping trip we took with Willa after we first adopted her? Oh, yeah. I couldn't (laughs) forget. (laughs) That was really nice. Yeah, there's nothing like adopting a special pet. They really seem to appreciate it. And on that note, it's time for our Adoptable Pet Segment. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me introduce you to Lucy and Giselle, adult dwarf rabbits that are currently available for adoption through the Bunny Bunch. These are absolutely beautiful girl bunnies that are white with stunning black markings. They absolutely must be adopted together because they love each other. To meet these two rabbits, just visit 
The Borough, which is the Bunny Bunch Adoption Center located at 10534 Bachelor River Avenue in Fountain Valley. No appointment is necessary. Also, check their events page at bunnybunch.org for off-site adoption events in other areas. The rabbits are all spayed or neutered and litter box trained. Wow. I know, very impressive. High-class yeah. rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> the adoption fee is $85 for a single rabbit or $125 for a bonded pair, and it covers the cost of the spay or neuter, which normally costs well over $150 per yep, rabbit. That's so true. Your donation is tax-deductible. For more information, visit bunnybunch.org. And for those of you who are up for a special needs pet challenge, and I caution you that this is a pet you really need to be committed to, I want to introduce you to Callie, formerly known as Calamity. This very sad-looking male macaw was brought to the Lily Sanctuary by a woman who found him literally wandering on the street. So she had absolutely no background info on him at all. He's currently in a specialized cage with a raised bottom and no grate due to his missing a foot. He is not hand tame and prefers not to be handled, but he gets around just fine and enjoys hanging out on top of his neighbor's cage while Lily Sanctuary volunteers clean his quarters. While you're thinking about him, I, I want you to consider the fact that none of these exotic birds ever ask to be here. Someone, one of us humans, brought him, and I think we have to realize we have some obligation here. He has plucked all his breast feathers out, and they will likely never grow back. These intelligent animals do that when they're under stress. Long story short, only a truly experienced parrot person who has lots of patience and love should consider adopting this bird. He's not a toy. He's obviously had a lot of trauma in his life and definitely doesn't need someone to adopt him short-term and then give him up. I can't tell you how many times we've met people who say, oh, I used to have a parrot. Mm-hmm. Used to. Yep, that's the key. He needs a home where he can stay for the rest of his life. Now, since we don't know how old he is, that could be 70-plus years or just a few years. Regardless of the time, though, if you adopt him, you need to love and care for him for the rest of his life. That's what he would do for you. If you think you're the right person for this guy, contact the Lily Sanctuary at adoptions at thelilysanctuary.org. And I'll spell that for you. Adoptions at T-H-E-L-I-L-Y-S-A-N-C t-u-a-r-y dot org adoptions at the lily sanctuary dot org and I just want to really emphasize that thing that you said about that's what he would do for you you know we often wonder would our dog save our life would our cat um, sacrifice himself or herself for you and it's hard to answer that but with a parrot the answer is yes they are so dedicated and so loving. And the reason that it's hard for them to socialize with people is because 
once they have a bond, it is forever. Mm -hmm. They are the most dedicated creature that I've ever met. And that's why it's so hard for them to lose their homes. Mm -hmm. So please adopt him if you have a space in your heart for forever. And I really hope he gets a good home. Me too. And uh, as we always say here on the Pet Place, pets need love and a home too. For pets in shelters and rescues, they are loved by the volunteers. But that's not enough. They need you to give them a loving home. So as our music fades in, let's all do our best to make sure all pet animals have loving homes. It starts with each and every one of us. Thanks for listening. And be sure to tune in next week for another packed episode of the Pet Place Radio Show. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye.